I think it's important that uh, we stop for a second and remember the dark anniversary that's just days away um, because we're distracted right now. And if it weren't for our soldiers of the past, we would not be enjoying the NBA finals that we are free to watch. But on Thursday, we do mark the 75th anniversary of D-Day. That is the day that the waters would turn red with uh, the blood of thousands and thousands of Allied troops, just teens, young men, young boys, that would land on the beaches of Normandy where they would launch a horrifying assault that would ultimately and inevitably bring an end to the war, but it did cost thousands in casualties. And Martin Maxwell was just a teen when he joined the British Army. And while his relatives were rounded up by the Germans, he was one of a few thousand Jewish orphans who was taken out of Germany and sent to safety in Britain. And so when he was old enough then to fight, this Jew changed his name from Meisel to Maxwell, and he joined the British service. And he would play a key role in those very early hours of horror that helped the Allies carry out their offense against the Nazis. And when the Nazis fell, this man thought it was the end of anti-Semitism. And as he's learning now, he was very wrong. Mr. Maxwell joins me now. and We, of course, thank you very much for your service, and we will never forget. And I think that is why you speak out to this day, which is unique, because a lot of veterans from the past, they do not speak out, and a lot of them are gone. But why do you? Because I think it is absolutely necessary for the young people to realize what was done, what was sacrificed, that we would have our freedom, and others too. And soon, as I usually close my speech, and I'll do it here too, and I will tell you how I close it, because it is important. I speak in churches, synagogues, uh, universities. I spoke in Austria, in Holland, in the United States, and, uh, and of course, a lot in Canada. When you go back to looking at those days, I mean, we're marking the 75th year since yes. since the day that the war really turned uh, yes. for the Allies. Take us back. I know they, they're not easy I memories, will. but um, what what is it that people should remember? We're moving so far away from this period of time. All we have to reference are voices like yours and or yes. black yes. and white film. But it was life and death for our very existence. Well, if I had some time, you see, I usually speak for about 53 minutes. I speak to pictures. I have so many amazing pictures. But for me, it wasn't the 6th of June. For me, it was the 5th of June. Mm -hmm. Do you know about that? Well, you had to work ahead to make sure that the bridges were secured so that the troops could be there. I flew a glider. Okay. Okay. And I, there were six gliders, and we carried about 130. And I have a picture of Pegasus Bridge. We had to go over the night before and capture and hold it so the Allies didn't have to fight on two fronts. We stopped the Germans from bringing in reinforcements from the back. And let me tell you this. The night on the 5th in the morning, our commanding officer came and he said, since you are going to be the first ones in, I have to tell you, some of you won't return. So here is paper, envelope, and a pen, and write 
to the ones you love. And that's what happened. And some of us, some of them didn't return, of course. And you were with a number of, of Jews. You changed your name in order yes. to, to fight. Yes, about some time before, okay, uh, our commanding officer said, listen, your name was Max Meisel. I don't care how you do it. Go through the phone book and get a name. M.A., M.A., I got Martin Maxwell. And luckily we did it because, as you probably know, it's on him. At the last day, I was severely wounded and taken to a hospital, and after that, to the prisoner war camp. So luckily, mm-hmm. it didn't look into me. You know, if I had my original name said, who the hell is this guy? Let's find out. When you look back at that time and we yeah. learn the lessons of war, and there are many famous sayings, no more, I think, than, than this one. I think it was Churchill who said, you know, when we ignore uh, our past mistakes, we're, we're doomed to we'll repeat, repeat them. repeat again. You know what? I have to tell you something. About two years, every five years, I go with a group of Canadians to Holland to help them celebrate their liberation. Now, for the 60th generation, there was over 10,000 of us. Mm-hmm. For the 70th, there was just 75. And I can tell you this. The streets were lined with over 200,000 people thanking us. And I remember one particular incident. A little girl of about 12, I can see in front of me, long blonde hair, she gave me a flower, and she shook my hands, and she gave me an envelope, and she disappeared. And the radio and TV people beside me said, could we find out what's in the envelope? I said, sure. And this is her letter. Long, long time ago, you came and fought, and many of you died. My Oma was sick, and you gave her medicine. My Oma was hungry and you gave her food. And then you threw food from the plains so that we Dutch people wouldn't die of hunger. And that's why I'm here today, to shake your hands and say thank you. But for me, the the thing was, I went to the cemetery. 1,700 of our division lay buried there. Crosses, Stars of David, but for me, were the worst are those who had nothing. Mm-hmm. Eliza Soldier. The Dutch school children had put flowers in the word thank you on the graves. But as I walked along, I came across something that I always carried with me. It said, when you go home, tell them of us and say, for your tomorrows, we gave our today's. And unfortunately, when I look at the world today, when, as I said in the article, synagogues, churches, mosques are attacked, and the hatred, I cannot believe it. And as I said, if these young men would have a chance to get up, I know what they would say. What the hell have you done with the tomorrows we gave you? But there's hope. Because when I speak to young people, 
I usually close like this. There's very few of us left. So I'm handing over on behalf of us the torch of freedom to you. Hold it high so others can see how precious it is. And if you're ever called upon to defend it, do it with all you have. Because once it is lost, it's almost impossible to get it back. It took us five years and millions and millions of dead to give you and others back their freedom. So I say, D-Day, the beginning of the end for the Nazi empire. And I close by saying, God bless our great country, Canada, and God bless each one of us. That's usually my closing. As a Jew uh, who fought in the war uh, yes. to kill the very people that, that uh, killed our own, um, I bet you thought that you would never see the rise of anti-Semitism again. Are you surprised? You know, Are you saddened? If you read my article, yeah. it says, I am reliving the 1930s. But the only difference for us then, now and then, we have a state of Israel mm-hmm. who tries to help and defend. You know what? I, I was shocked. I have many people. I have wonderful people in England because my parents died when I was 11. When I went on the kinder transport to England, these wonderful people adopted me. And I just spoke to them, matter of fact, and I was shocked to hear that there's only 300,000 Jews left in England. Mm-hmm. And God forbid, if the Labour Party under Corbyn gets in, I don't think there'll be any left. Do you worry, Mr. Maxwell, that we've moved so far beyond uh, history, we're moving so far away from these events that people just, younger generations, don't understand what is at stake here? Well, let me say this. I speak a lot, and young people are very, very excited to hear the stories. They really are. And they do their best. They say to me, well, what can I do? Well, I I am so thankful, Mr. Maxwell, for you to join us today. Thank you. Thank you very much for being so interested. No, Mr. Maxwell, thank you very much, and thank you very much for all you uh, sacrificed. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is Martin Maxwell. He used to be Martin Mizell. He now lives in Canada. And he's one of the last few voices that we have in this country to remind us of these past mistakes that we seem to simply ignore these days. We just kind of turn a blind eye to it. And we will pay the price for it, sadly, if we do not wake up to it. So I appreciate him joining me and, uh, and sharing the time here on Point on Global News Radio.